you're listening to Throwback Thursday, a subset of the Living and Leading with Emotional Intelligence podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Nicole. The purpose of Throwback Thursdays is to provide insight and life lessons through the sharing of my own personal stories and experiences before I embarked on my self-evolution journey, and then analyze the experience with a fresh perspective. My hope is that you can find my stories relatable, insightful, or at the very least, entertaining. Today, I'm going to share with you how I got stuck in the rat race of life and the feelings that arose, how I handled it, and what I learned about myself and life when things didn't go as planned. Have you ever played the board game, Life? You start off by choosing a career path, either trade or education. Then, per usual, you buy a house, start a family, experience the various ebbs and flows that life brings, and finally, you retire and see what your life amounted to by adding up all of your money and assets. And whoever has the most material assets at the end of the game is declared the winner. There is no assessment of a life well-lived, but a life well-played, based on a set of rigid rules. The question is, is the game of life fashioned around real life, or has real life been fashioned to operate as this game? We've been made to believe that life is a rigid progression with limited choices and a mountain of expectations. Go to school, get a good job, which for most of us means a job that pays well, get married by a certain age, have kids by a certain age, have the house, car, career, bank account, etc. And then at the end, add it all up and see what you have to show for your efforts. Now, every culture has its own blueprint for how life should look and its own script, so to speak, for what you need to do to get there. And when we deviate from the script, instead of following our hearts and passions, our choice is seen by many as foolish, or at the very least, risky and unorthodox. So here's my story of how I too got stuck playing the game of life and what I have come to realize. So I was raised in rural North Carolina. Like most rural communities, college, while still on many students' radars, was not considered a must to be on track to having a normal life by community standards. I knew many people who either went to trade school or worked their way up in a company by starting in the trenches, and they were making a good living in relation to the surrounding population. And in my own hometown, it also wasn't uncommon for 18-year-olds to marry shortly after graduating high school and start having kids in their late teens to early 20s. So all I needed to do to stay on track with the norm was to not have kids before graduating high school, not get into trouble with the law, and get a steady job that could pay the bills and offered benefits, and marry roughly by the age of 21-ish. So, so far, so good. Now, my parents wanted me to go to college, but they knew nothing about the process of when to apply, how to select a school college tours, etc. They just knew that they didn't want me working in a factory like they had done their entire lives. However, I didn't want to go to college. For one, I had severe social anxiety and I knew I would not emotionally survive, especially having to share a dorm with someone that I didn't know. Sharing and compromise was not at all in my vocabulary. I was as rigid as a board when it came to being flexible. If light If life wasn't predictable and I didn't feel that I had full control, I would completely lose it and have full-blown meltdowns. The second reason I didn't see going away to college as part of the plan 
was that I had attached myself like a leech to my high school sweetheart, my first real boyfriend, and I was dead set on marrying him after graduating high school. And even if I wanted to go to college, I don't think I would have gotten in. Not only were my grades not college acceptable, but my test anxiety was so severe that I couldn't manage to complete the PSAT, which is the practice SAT, much less the SAT. So all that being said, the most education that I plan on receiving was a two-year technical degree, but only because my parents insisted. So I majored in early childhood education and then later plan on transferring to a local university where I could easily commute to finish my four-year degree. But at 19, I got engaged to my high school sweetheart, at which point I realized I was tired of school. So I completed with my AA in early childhood education and started working at a child development center. Around the same time, I also decided to start my own photography business. Photography was a hobby of mine, and I thought I could just, you know, make some spare money doing family photos and weddings on the weekends, which actually worked out really well for me. And at 20 years old, I bought my first two-bedroom, one-bath house for a whopping $60,000. Now, this was right after the crash of 08. I bought the house in 09, and then I got married at 21. I was right on track in this rat race of life, according to the script that I was handed. Next on the list was kids. And I decided that if I didn't have kids by 23, I wasn't having kids because I didn't want to be one of those old moms. And you're like, old moms at 23? Yeah. (laughs) Because where I'm from at 23, most people I knew already had their first child and were working on either their second or even their third. But my husband at the time didn't want kids. Not to mention, we hadn't been happy for the majority of our relationship. But I stayed because I didn't want to move my pawn back on the board game of life and get behind. But at 23, the unhappiness outweighed the risk and I filed for divorce. And when this happened, I felt my world and my future just come crashing down because now I was behind. But at the same time, something inside of me told me that I was free. I felt liberated and excited. And I was only terrified because in my eyes, I wasn't playing the traditional game of life anymore. Instead, I was floating in the state of pure possibility. So on one hand, I'm free to start over. And on the other, I have no clue how. And during this major transition in my life, within the first month, actually, I lost close to 20 pounds. The change was so sudden, I was having to wear a couple pairs of leggings under my pants just to hold them up. I had no appetite. The thought of food turned my stomach. And just to get some calories in my system, I had to force myself to eat three spoonfuls of peanut butter every day just to get high calories. Again, it wasn't the separation that was bothering me. Till this day, I haven't shed a single tear over that marriage ending. Instead, it was this new unknown that had me stressed out. I felt behind in life, and I was compelled to jump back into this rat race of life and play catch up. 
How was I going to meet the deadline to have kids by 23? I wasn't. But this compulsion drove me to seek out the next person in my life. So I immediately joined Match.com and went on my first date the same week that I filed for divorce. The first date went so well, actually, that we started dating. And things moved very quickly. And I felt confident that, okay, this guy's the one. And if all goes according to plan, I should be able to at least have kids by 25. But that changed too. Because when I moved to Charlotte with him, I realized that their social scripts on how they played this game of life was completely different. People in the city thought having kids before mid to late 20s was absolutely insane. Most didn't even get married until their mid to late 20s. So I'm all good on that front. Unfortunately, I was now behind in terms of my education and career. Because here, it seemed education and career and status was the priority. Great. So now I have a new problem. Because these people play the game of life completely differently. Which meant to get on their path, I would have to move my pawn several pieces back on the board game. I remember how upset I would feel when people would ask me, So where did you go to school? meaning university, as if it was just a given that everyone had at least a bachelor's degree. And I would become infuriated and very combative when asked this question, because I felt less than. I felt stupid, behind, ashamed. And I was also envious of their success and the fact that they were ahead of me. So at the age of 23, I decided to go back to college. Yes, All of this happened within the same year. My life was completely flipped upside down, but in a good way. Despite my strong and unpleasant emotions, I was being exposed to so much, and I began to rethink many of my existing beliefs and how they weren't serving me anymore, and I began to expand my awareness. At the age of 26, I graduated with my degree in psychology, minored in computer science, and began working for a Fortune 500. Finally, I was getting back into the game. And then, this relationship that had served me well for four years came to an end. Just as I thought I was getting caught up with my peers, now I'm once again starting over. Five years behind my original deadline to have kids, and now I am single. Shit. Now I'm starting to panic because it's not just my timeline that is messed up, but my biological clock is ticking. 28 and starting over again. This is what I'm telling myself. Now, I could take you through the ins and outs of my life, but it would take too long. The point that I'm trying to make is this. The only thing that was leading to my stress and misery was the fact that I felt I had missed the mark to win the game of life. I got swept up into the rat race, and although I had been on my self-development journey for five years at this point, it has only been recently that I've decided to stop measuring my progress and success in life by the standards of a broken system, a system that puts price tags on happiness We've heard it a hundred times, you can't buy happiness, yet we still try to buy it. Why? Because that's what's in the script. It's what's portrayed to us consistently 
through advertisement influencers and the people who are the poster children of the winners at the game of life. Yet if you ask the dying what they've learned about life or what they wish that they would have done differently, never has it been related to material components of this world. Instead, they wish that they would have loved more, been present more, experienced more, and worried far less. When I was at my most miserable in life was when I was trying to fit in and stay ahead and beat the competition. Now I truly believe I have realized my purpose. I spend most of my weekday doing things that I don't even get paid to do, like making this podcast video. But I do it because I love it. And I love when I can give others hope and guide them to find their path in life. I give zero shits about the car I drive as long as it gets me from point A to point B. I give zero shits about brand names, what's trending. Who the f*** cares? Somebody, but it sure as hell not me. Experiences. That is where I put my money. Happiness and love is where I put my focus. And my passion and helping others is where I put my time and energy. If you are tired of constantly measuring where you stack up in this game of life and need someone to hold your hand while exploring the world of possibility, I am always down to be your guide. Tell me where you want to go and let's do it. If you are serious about creating a more fulfilling life for yourself and breaking free from this meaningless game, I am more than happy to chat with you. You can find my scheduling link in the show notes below. The lesson for today is this. If you are given a year, a month, a day to live, what would you truly care about and want? Whatever that answer is for you, that should be what you're striving for in life right now. I appreciate you listening and watching to this episode. I hope you found some value in it. And until next time, live and lead with an open heart and open mind. 